Thanks for listening to Aqua Talk, where we discuss our role as aquatics professionals and advocate about the importance of water safety. Hey guys, welcome back to Aqua Talk. Today we have our first interview, which is super exciting, and we have Stephanie Leslie on today. It was amazing talking to Stephanie because today's topic is all about adapted aquatics and why it is so important in the world of water safety and childhood development, really. So today was a great interview. Steph had amazing points. She's been in aquatics for about 16 years now. And her profession is with children who have special needs. I absolutely loved having this conversation with Steph. And I hope you guys get something from it, learn something from it, are inspired by it, are able to bring this back to your workplace or your community. So here we go. I'm good. How are you, Paige? Good. Uh, Thank you for coming on to the show. No problem. It's super special because you are my first interview with AquaTalk, so I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, So I guess let's jump in. All right. We're going to get better at this as we go. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So first off, where do you currently work and what do you do? What's your job title? I currently work for the Peel District School Board as an education resource facilitator with uh, high school special needs children. I've been there for 12 and a half years. I have also been teaching swimming for 16-ish years. Wow, cool. Yeah. So you swim instruct on the side and then you have your main job working with special needs children as well. Yes. Awesome. So in your industry, working with special needs kids, whether that's in the school board or whether that's in the pool, what what are you most passionate about? Why do you do it? What's your why? My why is every day is different with them. Every day is a challenge. Every day there is something new that happens something that they succeed in that you've been working on could be months, it could be years. But when that one thing happens, it is the best feeling in the whole entire world. That's so good. That gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Yeah. How do you bring what you do at school to your job in the pool, to teaching these kids? Um, It has taught me a lot of patience taught me uh, that every kid learns at a different pace and a different skill level. So you could have all three kids in the water that are the exact same level, Mm -hmm. but some of them are going to pick it up quicker than others. It's the same with my students at school. They all learn things at different paces, different speeds, different ways. Um, So a lot of those things that I do at the school, I bring here. And it's not really like work coming here. Mm -hmm. It's more fun. 
I know you love so it. I love watching you in the pool. It's easy. Yeah. I I just would wonder, what would you tell, like, someone who's new, just coming in, how do you manage that? You have 30 minutes with these three kids who learn at totally different speeds. Like, what would your advice be for these these new instructors coming in? Or even, uh, like, you and I facilitate trainings. What would your advice be on how to facilitate that with our staff? The biggest thing that I have learned over the years is your very first session that you work as an instructor, you are going to spend most of that session figuring out your time management, how to move the kids as quick as possible, how to teach them the skills. And as the session goes on, you're going to pick up on new things and you're going to be like, oh, this works better than that worked last week. So it's a trial and error. And then once you come to that second session, you're like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. So it's you, that band-aid's been ripped off. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. And you're like, let's start this. That's, That's awesome. one of the things that I tell volunteers that come in, new instructors that, yes, that first session is scary. It's nerve-wracking. You don't know how the parents are going to react. And you just have to take your time and figure out your groove. And once you've got it, then you're good. Awesome. And I'm not going to lie. There's still some times that I'm like, what am I doing during this time? (laughs) (laughs) After like 16 years. So it's good. It's like me with the little boy I had earlier today. We've been so good for a month and he's been swimming and doing everything. And then all of a sudden, last week, he just decided to scream and I don't know what happened so I now have to go back to the beginning and try to figure it out again yes and like I've said to some of the parents sometimes I'm like well we're a little off today and they're like oh yeah they didn't sleep well last night and I'm like okay well that explains it right yeah it's like you're gonna have those good days you're gonna have those bad days you as the instructor down the road could still get frustrated sometimes but that's normal exactly awesome I love that um Okay, next question. Can you touch on adapted aquatics and why it's so important not only to teach people with disabilities and special needs, but how to adapt our teaching to the individual and their needs? Teaching the kids with special needs and that may need a little bit more time with some things I find can be frustrating for some people it can be frustrating sometimes for myself but again like I said once they get that one skill and you see their face light up they're so happy mom and dad are so happy the next time they come in they're gonna work even harder they're gonna work more right like for example I have this one boy he really struggles with his kicks and I've been lucky enough to have a volunteer in my class on that Uh, time slot and the lane next to me is empty most of the time awesome so I can give the volunteer a skill to work on with him so that we can get those kicks straighter better stronger and we've been in session since the end of March and the difference in him with that extra training and that extra time of one-on-one has made a huge difference and he's so happy when he comes to swimming mom is so happy he's like I did it I did it right and I'm like yes you did it so it's like you you just get those chills and you're like oh, yeah all this work has paid off 
and I now know that he's going to be good in the water. He's going to be safe. He's going to, yeah. and that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. That's why we yeah. teach them these skills. Yeah, and like just seeing their face light up, seeing mom and dad's face light up, them going, I need a high five because I did it. And you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you did do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's so rewarding to teach any kid, any adult, anyone with special needs. It's just when they get it, they just feel so much better. Yeah, of course. Um, And to connect with that question, I've noticed in my years of working that with children with those needs, um, they need to connect with the instructor. Because if they're not going to connect, they're not going to make progress. And then the whole purpose of them doing swimming lessons is learning how to save themselves in an emergency. It's not going to happen because they're just not going to connect. So how would you navigate that? How would you say, okay, we need to find an instructor that fits you. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah, that is very, very important that the instructor and the student mesh really well together because that is going to let the student succeed hugely. Best thing is to have the parents kind of describe their personality. If they need somebody that's a little bit more firm, a little bit, you know, more laxed with them, Um, somebody who's kind of in the middle, Because some parents, they want a tough instructor that's not going to let their kid get away with stuff. And some kids need an instructor that's more playful, but can still teach in a playful manner. Right. So those are like the questions that we want to ask the parents so that we can be like, okay, well, we have so-and-so that's super, you know, tough and strong that's not going to let them get away with the stuff. And then we have these ones that are more playful so then we can kind of fit them in and be like well these instructors work on this day these instructors work on that day do these days work for you because the last thing you want to do is to set the kids up to fail before they even get in the water yeah because then they're not going to come for sure last few questions for you what are some things you've learned from your years working in aquatics that you'd like to share with other professionals i want to say if your top three pieces of advice. Give me three top tips that you would give anyone in our industry, new instructors, managers, whatever, about your experience in adapted aquatics. My experience in adaptive aquatics, I would say to the instructors that it might be tough in the beginning, but once you work through that tough part, you're going to see the end result and you yourself are going to be proud of what you have accomplished, what these kids have accomplished. These parents are going to be so happy with you that you're going to be like, I got this. Mm -hmm. I just made a big impact on this little five-year-old. This is why I come to work. So when I started seeing that at a younger age when I was teaching, that's what drove me to want to do better myself. And then... I started seeing so much improvement in the kids that I was teaching. And then I started having the kids that I used to teach when they were little come and start to volunteer. And then I started training them. Yeah. And it just like (laughs) melted my heart because I was like, I taught you when you were so little and now look at what we have done. Yeah. So it's just, it's just so, it's so rewarding. Because you are teaching somebody to save a life, save themselves, to be safe, regardless of it being in a pool, being in a backyard, being in a bathtub, a pond, it doesn't matter. 
swimming lessons is not a curricular act, like an extracurricular activity. It is a safety mm -hmm. activity. It is your life that you are working on, you know, so that you can go swimming. You can say to your kid, yeah, you can go off to that party and go swimming. And you as the parents, like, yep, they've done their swimming lessons. I know they're going to be safe. And knowing that is, like, huge. Exactly. So when, like, I tell these new instructors that you are going to make an impact on these kids, regardless of it being in the water, being out of the water, it doesn't matter. You're going to run into these kids in town, and they're going to be like, Mommy, Mommy, there's my instructor. And they're going to run over and give you a hug, and you're going to feel so happy because you've made that connection with a 5-year-old. You've made that connection with a 10-year-old. And you're going to be like, I need to keep doing this. That's awesome. Steph, thank you for coming on and being my first uh, episode, podcast episode. You're welcome. I'm very excited. And um, it was a great topic to discuss for the very first episode. It was. So thank you so much. No problem. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. And guys, if you like Aqua Talk, you like my blogs, my podcasts, and if you are a water safety advocate and support my mission, then please go like and share my Facebook page, my Instagram page, and please subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. It really gets the word out there and help spread awareness. Feel free to message me too. I would love to connect with you. You can connect with me through, again, my Facebook page, Instagram page, um, or website. I would love to connect with you because as I said before, I want this to be a space where we can come together and learn, connect, and inspire each other. Thanks, guys.